How I get here. How did I get here, podcast? How the fuck did I get here? Right? <laughs> <laughs> How did I get here? How did I get here? How did I get here? Podcast. How did I get here? How did I get here? How did I get here? Podcast. Bam. Welcome back to another episode of the How Did I Get Here Podcast, the podcast for positivity, progression, and helping us find our path. Um, how y'all doing? Good. Everybody good? Yeah. I'm sitting here uh, with three lovely, strong women still celebrating um, Women's Month. Um, I'm going to allow you guys to introduce yourselves because I don't want to do you guys any injustices um, of who y'all are. So go ahead. Whoever wants to go on, say say your name and, and who are you? I'm Sarai Peer. You can call me Rai. Um... I'm big on advocating for victims of domestic violence and people who are on their mental health journey who have dealt with mental illness of every sort. Um, currently in the education field, this is my second time yep. on How Did I Get Here podcast, so I'm excited to be back. I'm Allison. Um, I'm big on education, environmental reform, and all things women. My first time on the podcast, so thank you for having me, and I look forward to a great conversation. My name is Brittany Van Allen. Um, I'm a UPAR alumni. Um, I am the face behind Be Van Allen Naturals, which is a natural hair care line, also behind Building Your Queendom, which focuses on empowering women and women empowerment. And I think that's a great... And this is my first time here. <laughs> we were supposed to do an episode, but... We, we, that's... we, we, hey, that's, that's on me. Right, and that's, that's okay. We're here we, now. We still gonna make it happen, right. don't we worry. we here now. <laughs> um, but I, I think what you left off with is a great way to start, because what I want to talk about today is what it's like to be a woman. What is, and I can't speak to that, so I, you know, mustered this cast together, and I think we'll start off with, with woman empowerment. Um, and I think Brittany could start off with this one. Like, what, is it, what does it mean? What does woman empowerment mean to you? And Sarai, I'm gonna work on my questions that it's only 12 words. <laughs> I'm gonna be counting. Yeah. Economy of language. Okay. What, 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 what does woman empowerment mean to you? What is it? Um, to me, well, first let me say, you know, we all have our own stories. Um, we have things in common, which is great. But to me, woman empowerment means celebrating women Um, lifting each other up, celebrating, you know, our downfalls, our ups and our downs, and pushing one another to be the best versions of ourselves. I think that's very important, Uh, especially in the black community as women, you know. We don't get enough credit and enough support that we need, um, even from our men in our community. So that's Mm -hmm. what women empowerment means to us. Do you think women support each other enough? Um, I feel like we're growing to reach that level. Okay. Um, women in this generation, you know, we definitely push each other and motivate each other. Um, and we and we really, you know, are there for one another, I, I can say. Word. What, what about y'all? What, is, what does women empowerment mean to you guys? Um, women empowerment, women's empowerment means to me uh, banding together in spite of your differences and showing a united front and uplifting each other. It, mm-hmm. 
I think to your second question of do you think women support each other enough? I think we do. It's just society highlights the times when we don't support each other. Yeah. Like there's a, a negative light. Right. Okay. That, and so where we, we, that narrative is pushed before the narrative of we actually do support one another and we are there for one another um, in different ways. And so women's empowerment, I say all this to say women's empowerment <laughs> means lifting each other up. And I like the thing you spoke about with differences, acknowledging our differences and shining light on those. Word. Um, I'd say women's empowerment is characterized by unity and appreciation for who we are. And I'm going to keep piggybacking, like we all did, <laughs> about our differences. We have to appreciate our differences to be able to understand each other and mm-hmm. to understand the intersections that make us who we are. Um, I have on a Girls Unite shirt <laughs> because I think that's something that we need to do to be able to revolutionize and take over the world as we should because who runs the world? And we will. Girls. Who runs okay. the world? <laughs> I actually wanted to it's start this <laughs> It's only a matter of time. Um, yes. Can, can men practice women in power? Like, is that a stupid question? Like, we're doing it now. Right. Right. You know, okay. You, word. You, you're creating this platform for us. Word. You know, um, especially as a black male, like that's imperative. Mm-hmm. Right. So yes, I think one thing they should always remember is like you can you, when men can empower women by just simply listening and being there. Right. Like that's all it takes. Just listen. Well, not all it takes, but yeah, that starts start. with start. listening and being there. Mm-hmm. And having an open mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. because you can listen. <laughs> we all know men will listen but you have to have an open mind you have to be able to soak up what we're saying the information about our perspective mm-hmm. if you could listen but you have to really try to understand so and that so, we can build that bridge and this is just me playing devil's advocate is that a two way street what do you mean in terms of she, men's she empowerment like, <laughs> well, not, not just men, men's <laughs> empowerment but if I'm gonna listen to you right mm-hmm. And obviously, they're your feelings. I can't val- invalidate your feelings. Mm-hmm. But it may, I'd be like, maybe, sir, I maybe look at it this way. Or maybe you're tripping because of this. Is it a way for a woman to be like, ah, maybe I should look at it the way Jacob's saying? Or is it just like, listen, this is what I'm saying, and that's it? I well, think you have, to tread, you, very lightly. Are you, yeah. well, you have to tread very lightly. Yeah, you have to tread very lightly with that. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny you say that because as you guys were talking, I kind of giggled because I was like, this sounds like a relationship. Right. Though. So I guess there's two avenues that this could go down. Mm-hmm. Are we talking relationships, in relationships and in general? Well, are you talking about romantic relationships or are you talking about working relationships, familial relationships? So so. a word we can think of is ally. Men can be allies to women's empowerment. And that doesn't mean and being an ally will also also means like, yes, you may point out where they can go about things differently. Mm -hmm. But also it starts with the listening piece and like saying while I can't, while I'm not in your shoes, I can hear you and and understand why you may feel that okay, way. Word. And that's being an ally. Yes, it may, there may be a space and time for advice with any any type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. There's always a space and time for advice, mm-hmm. but specifically in the uplifting of women, you can be an ally. Mm-hmm. To be an ally, it means to know that there are differences between men and women, right. and those differences are vital and they shape each of your own perceptions and realities mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and i think to to go off of what my cousin is saying <laughs> throw, that um, throw that out there that's my cousin y'all <laughs> um when you say ally one of the words that you can think of is a team mm-hmm. don't look at us as opposing 
if we're always looking at each other as each other's opposition, we're going nowhere. Right. So look at yourself as a team. We're working towards one goal, and that's to uplift women. Okay, so word. I like that she used the word ally because word. that's the first thing you think of. It's synonymous with the word team. Right. We're a part of something together. We have one mission. Word. So. Now that's that's dope. So since we kind of barked up the tree of relationships, we we gonna get this shit out the way now. He wanted to go there. Since we turned it, it's the game. So now that we took that left turn, and y'all claim I did it on purpose, mm-hmm. what? Let's talk relationships. And I, I wish we had like a, ne- a a way we could zoom into Britney's face right now because she's like, Yo, I'm about to tear this. <laughs> she's like, I'm about to go in. Um, but I'm not messing with you. <laughs> but let's let's talk about relationships. Um, AJ was like, Yeah, let's talk relationships. Yeah, <laughs> um, what is it like from the woman's standpoint, not being heard, wanting to be heard, or? Uh, Passions, like what? What is the relationship like from a woman's standpoint? And I know that's a very broad question because I'm leaving it for y'all to yeah for our own experience. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. First, I think about like the relationships I've had where the men have been allies, and the relationships where men have not been allies. And I'm gonna leave that on the table and let other people go. From my own experience, because I do not want to generalize, <laughs> um, shout out my group chat, because y'all love saying that the women in that group chat are generalizing. <laughs> but from my own experience, I've noticed that I feel like women are more likely, you, you guys heard of the term gaslighting, mm. that we're more likely to be victims of that, mm-hmm. to be treated like we're crazy, because society often gives us that label whenever we are you know, emotional or very, very passionate about something, we're always deemed as crazy. So I think we're more likely to be treated as a victim of gaslighting. Um, I guess I could piggyback and you know, ask you that question, Jacob. You said, what is the relationship like? I feel like it's important to, um, what's the intentions of the relationship? Making sure that right. you know, we both have the same intentions and we're both on the same page. I feel like that's when you know, relationships go left because we don't have the same intentions and we're not on the same page. Word. You know, as women, we're nurturers and, you know, we catch feelings. And mm-hmm. for men, it's just like, you know, I just wanted one thing. Yeah. So I feel like it's important to set that tone and to set those boundaries. Um, and from my previous uh, experiences, um, ooh, girl. <laughs> okay, get serious. Um, I feel like, because I was in a serious relationship um, the beginning of my Freshman year of college. I, now that I look back on it, I don't think it was serious. No offense, but right, I mean, it is what it right. Is. So my first serious relationship is the relationship that I am now, um, and it's completely different. I think age makes a difference mm-hmm. uh, as far as maturity levels. For sure. You know, and men do. You know, it takes some time to to mature. Right. So. And I think you said something about um, women are nurturing and. And men, it might be, it is what it is, or they're not as in tune with their emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the first myth, I, or I, the first misconception I want men to dispel. Like, you can be in tune with your emotions and still be a manly man. Right, like, right, right. right. Be, being in tune with your emotions or having a, having a high emotional IQ does not mean you're a female or, like, you're soft. You're soft. Yeah, right. there shouldn't you be a can, negative connotation right, behind, behind it. Right, behind it. It's just like 
you're in tune with your emotions. You know what you will and will not accept. Like, and you function better that way. And you function better that way. And they way. don't realize that. And you treat people better that way. Right. And mm-hmm. your relationships will flourish that way when you know what you want and what you stand for and what emotional, what what tolerance you have in terms of emotions. And to communicate that. Mm-hmm. And to communicate Because it's one that. thing to know and to internalize, but then it's also another thing to be able to, you know, project that energy and to be able to be able to reciprocate it with your partner. Mm-hmm. Listen. But I feel like society has, you know, boxed men in to feel that yep. way. Yeah. To feel like I can't show emotion. To feel like, you know, I can't express how I feel. You know, so I feel like that's important to kind of like break that narrative and change that narr- narrative, excuse mm-hmm. me, and allow them to be able to express how they feel without being judged. Word. Mm-hmm. And I think about the panel that Sarai spoke on when, um, one time, and it was about a woman said her in her relationship, her and her husband show up 100%. It's mm-hmm. not about 80-20. Mm-hmm. They both show up at 100%. Oh, the panel yeah, in the, Boston? Yep. Yeah, okay. They both show up at 100%, and that's how they drive their relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not about what anyone lacks and someone makes up for. No, mm-hmm. we are two whole individuals and we both have something to bring to mm-hmm. the table. Right. And no one's carrying um, the burden right. of the other one like we're pushing together. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you guys ever um, read Their Eyes Were Watching God? I yeah. think that was a part of our curriculum mm-hmm. in high school. I read it. But um, the Their Eyes Were Watching God, God, Zora Neale Hurston. Okay, so, it's like, it's, like, um, it's like a really... A popular book in not only the black community but like the woman community too because one of the things that's said in the book is that the black woman is the mule of the earth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we're carrying the burdens of everyone because if you look at the way the hierarchy is set up it's like the white man is on top then the white woman then the black Black man man. and then underneath all of that carrying all of the burdens of everyone above is the black woman so we become the mule which is like a donkey like you're carrying everyone's burden and then furthermore if you're in a relationship with a black man he's taking all that flack from up above him and he's leaning on you right right. so i think that's something that we have to acknowledge big time in relationships especially as a black woman i know we're not here to talk about intersectionality a lot but i'm really big on acknowledging that Mm -hmm. and i know that's been a debate lately on the internet about whether or not intersectionality is worth being discussed but i know that hurts (laughs) that hurts You know, intersectionality is so big and it's so important on what shapes us offline while we weren't recording. We talked about what it means to have good hair oh, and like yeah. our heritage. Yeah. Like what makes us up is so important right. because for her, she might have a different experience because of, of her social class. Mm-hmm. But I'll have a different experience because, hey, I'm... African, she's gonna have a different one because she's Jamaican, she's Puerto Rican, whatever the case may be. That's such a big topic that I think we need to discuss. And I think it's personally disrespectful to not acknowledge it or not want to talk about the topic of intersectionality, but we're gonna get back to the relationship topic. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's a part of relationships, though. Because you can't understand someone in a relationship unless you understand the burden that they're carrying. So not only am I a woman, I'm a black woman, but not only am I a black woman, I'm part of the Caribbean community, but not only that, I'm a part of the faith community. My dad's a pastor. So it's like, you know, you have to talk about that to know what somebody's perspective is. And, and so, have, no, go ahead, go ahead. And I was going to say, in, in talking about all of that, that's what you bring to the table initially with the Yeah, that was my next question. Like, yeah. is that something that you talk about on, like, the first date? Mm. 
Not the first date. Not the first date. I ain't about to go on <laughs> in. Because of your attention yeah. behind the date. If I'm like on a, a Tinder date, absolutely not. I don't do Tinder. <laughs> but it's your hand, though. I'm always about to start swiping like until she. <laughs> oh, man. She your hand, y'all. I'm joking. Nah. We're talking about relationships. What do you talk about on the first date? On right? the first date, I, I reserve it for real light stuff. Unless I already knew you and we've had conversations already. I'm, I'm getting to know you on a surface level. I'm not going to die. And be like, well, when I was younger, I was abandoned <laughs> and nobody loved me. Like, you go scare that man. So, first, let's get to know each other on a cordial level. Like, okay. let's talk about humorous things. Let's talk about light okay. things. Then, you know, maybe second day, we'll talk about like political views and okay. stuff like that. Okay. And your finances. Because, boo, finances. Oh, right. Finances. I, I know someone who said that on their first date, they talk about a woman. She says, I asked them the question of, what are, what are your views on, um, Sexual reproduction laws, and I was like, "That's a heavy." That is, <laughs> he won't be having his drink. Like, no, no, no. I ain't asked. Let him. Let him. I'm gonna head out, yo. I'm head out. I'm head out. <laughs> I think that's a bit overbearing. Yeah, I think that's a lot. That's I don't a lot. want we no man so asking me no questions out of that deep Please. on a first date. So I wouldn't expect to ask the man so any deep no. questions. Can I ask y'all questions? Since now we talk about dating, and how is the proper way to approach a woman? For a day, because now in the days there's DMs, there's sitting at a bar. How is the proper way? And I'm sure all three of y'all are gonna have different answers. <laughs> I'm not playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you classify as a date? Oh, hello. <laughs> she said, let's start at the okay. root and then climb the tree. Right. Yeah. Okay. Not quarantine and chill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't respond to men that want to chill, period. No. If you exactly. want me to come to your house, you want to come to my house, you're yeah. a child and you don't want to do anything. And you might have bed bugs. I don't respond to that. I do not respond to that chill thing. So a date to me is an outing or like it doesn't even have to be something big. We could go get ice cream for God's sakes. But you're not gonna keep me up in your house. I've done picnic dates. I've done like we go sit in the park and we just play card games. And that's a date. That's a date. Yeah. But how do you approach me about it? Me personally, you gotta at least start with like a. It has to feel authentic and it has right. to be like, Organic. so a pickup line might not work, but I'm like, hey, how are you? What like, about a corny pickup line? Some of them shit's catchy. It depends on who <laughs> we he know is. how he starts off. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, not not oh, jokes, man, not I'm not who's hey. there. Right. <laughs> me, open hey, up, is, I'm outside. This ain't about me today. This ain't about me. We're we going to edit that Look part. Look at him turning red. You okay? Chill, bro. <laughs> my makeup oh, lady. My, oh, my makeup lady did that. He don't want to be in tune with his emotions. He don't want to be in tune with his emotions. Where your emotional IQ at? Oh man. Lord. No, for me, if, if you're gonna slide in the DMs, you gotta make me laugh. That's okay. it. If you're not making me laugh, I'm I'm just looking at you like every other one. But what's making you laugh? Because I feel like sometimes I'm too serious when it comes to men. Like I don't think you're funny. Like that's just the straight. <laughs> I to like the point. corny men though. My dad's a corny oh, man, right. and I'm in love with my dad. So my corny so. jokes will work. Bam. I mean, I put on blush this morning, oh, boo. My bad. My bad. <laughs> no, but I like, I like. They cut. Oh, we cut for real? Give you out. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, know, you, you say you out. 
<laughs> no, like I like the kind of corny jokes where it's like you could tell he has intellect though. Like right, right, the right. smart funny, yeah, like right, slightly right. slightly sarcastic. Not like you funny. clearly paid attention no. to my Yeah, not like frat brother funny. No. Oh my God, like you clearly paid attention to my story. You referenced okay. something that was in my story in my inbox. Like you clever, boo. Right. But not creepy. Not, not creepy. not creepy. Not like no. I saw you taking out the trash can <laughs> last night. Not Joe Goldberg creepy. Like, no, no you. But if okay. you pop up with a future meme in my inbox, 10 times out of 10, you get the date. Because oh, okay. them future yeah, memes be hilarious. You're giving out okay. all the secrets. Right. I, I feel like I'm just straight to the point. You know, I remember this one guy, you probably gonna watch this, but he was yeah. like, um, let me take you to Ruth Chris. I'm like, why we can't go to Dunn's River? Who said I like Ruth Chris? <laughs> Hello. Like, you trying to impress me you know, and you're not even exactly. doing it. Like, yeah. you know, you're judging me. Yeah. You know, I'm good with, you know, a $5 meal. From Tom? From Tom? That $2 bill from Tom? Girl, when you want a budget, let me tell you. <laughs> no, that's like, you know, I don't know. I just think men just do a lot of judging, you know, based mm. off your... I mean, but they're human. We judge too. Right. Mm-hmm. Look, sure. look at me taking accountability. Hello. Right. A queen. Right. You need that soundboard to get you a <laughs> Um, No, that's, that's beautiful though. Um, you guys hit on something earlier when Sarai was talking about the, the women being the mules, like, mm. you know, you guys being at the bottom. So what is it like in the workplace? Mm. One, getting jobs, and then once you got the job, what, what is that process? What is it like for women in the workplace? There's a saying that I remember growing up. Everybody, I think everybody has heard this saying. You got to be twice as good to get half as much. Yep. Mm. Yep. So if you're not showing up for real... The man who showed up and just rolled out of his bed and barely combed his hair is coming for your job. Literally. If you're not coming fully, listen, you got to be ready, ready if you're not, to get what you want. If you're not begging, I can it. speak from my own experience. If you're not begging for the support that you deserve, then you're literally not going to get it because they're, they view you or they viewed me as... Oh, she's strong. She's a strong black woman. She could do it. She could do it on her by herself. No, it should not have to be that way. If you are giving this man support, you should be giving me support. Support right. should be equal across the board. Mm-hmm. It's not about what you view me as or what you think my um, what have happened to me, what has happened to me in the past has shaped how I will show up at work. No, it, it should be across the board. Word. I'm not gonna get tight. <laughs> I guess it's my turn. Um, I I don't. I'm not really experienced. Um, in this topic, not saying that I don't work, because I do work, I got a job. <laughs> However, like, my views and, you know, how I view working in general, like, I feel like I do the bare minimum when it comes to my job. I hope my boss don't see this. <laughs> but, you know, even, like, this whole coronavirus, it really just goes to show that, you know, you're really just a number, and that's mm-hmm. how I feel. So I don't really show up, you know. I yeah. show up and do my job, like my job description says. So I don't really go above and beyond. I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if that's a bad thing. But do you mm-hmm. feel like you've ever been discriminated against, No, though? so I haven't really experienced that Oh, yet. I have. And I'm a dark-skinned female at that, so. Yeah, and that's a topic. That puts me at the bottom of the bottom. What was that like, then? Um, I feel like it comes with a lot of assumptions about me. Um, how can I say this in the PC way? Trying to be politically correct, y'all. Um, you politically correct? You, listen, <laughs> you gotta expect better of me, see? Because I'm dark skinned. There it is, right there. You it's see that? I, it's because I know you. You don't care. I don't care. I don't business about much. But um, yeah, I feel like as a dark skinned female, 
being black, all that stuff. Because I feel like kind of you guys look racially ambiguous a lot of the time. You know, it's a topic in itself. So it's like, I don't know if I haven't experienced it yet because, you know, my skin is lighter, you know? Mm -hmm. I I just, I haven't really experienced any discrimination. Not Mm -hmm. saying that it's not coming, you know, but... I work in a field where women are dominant in education, right. so the discrimination I felt, I feel currently, didn't start until I started climbing the ladder. Okay. okay. So okay. it did not start until I got into leadership positions. Mm-hmm. It, as when I was a teacher, there wasn't much discrimination because women run yeah, the education. The class, the class yeah. is all right. it's all yeah. women. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, because that's not how historically it was. Mm-hmm. But but as I climbed the social uh, the leadership ladder, it was like okay. Now I understand what discrimination looks like and feels like and what microaggressions really and truly mm, are. Talk about that one. The microaggressions. Talk about like, that one. Do you mind like sharing some examples? Yeah. Can the you disparities. So we had a leader who was a charismatic black male. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved him. When we then filled the leadership... Well, we had a leadership team who was uh, three charismatic black men. Wait, be careful what you're doing. The, right. I'm, I'm going to leave you there. <laughs> <laughs> Know what you're doing when you're doing it, sis. Three charismatic black men, then when the leadership turned over and it now became more women than and less men, um, who weren't viewed as charismatic, the the shifts in like how they were we were supported changed. It was like or how we were viewed. Well, they're not they're not nice people because they don't they don't put their they don't put happy hour on their card. And it's like no, because it, it shifted because they were like, oh, she's mean. She's angry yeah. when you're, put, you're laying the law down. When you're assertive as a black right. woman, you're seen as a bitch. Mm-hmm. Like or assertive, women. Yep. Yeah, assertive doesn't come off as, oh, she a boss. Like when a man right. is assertive, it's like, oh, he's a boss. He means business. Right. But then once you're a woman who's like, all right, I'm going to take the reins. I'm going to take control. We're going to get this done. You're very focused and driven. Then all of a sudden you're like, wow, she's bitchy. Oh, she, she ain't telling me what to do, you know? So I think that's also something that happens. There's always a pushback when women take control. Mm-hmm. Because Always. traditionally, women don't aren't supposed, supposed to supposed to take control, right? So, but which is so crazy because when women aren't supposed to take control, but in the household, we're supposed to like run the household and take control of the house. Well, not take control underneath the man. We're supposed to take control, but it's so crazy how in the workforce we're supposed to be seen one way, but in the home we're supposed to be seen another way, and in society mm-hmm. we're also supposed to be seen another way. And that is the burden we carry mm-hmm. in every area of our life. That was a great, but that girl, was. you just told <laughs> our <laughs> life story. So I'm in my pain with her fingers. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> not finna play with you. <laughs> so, so let me ask y'all a question because um, I think now mental health is becoming a very a priority 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 and I think um, with my experience with especially women in my life or you know exes and stuff I wasn't aware of it as much as I am now and it's there so can you guys speak to mental health Mm. Well, mental health for a woman gets really complicated. And Mm -hmm. this is something I can literally speak on because of the experience. But um, one of the the complications that I will start with, though, is um, what happens because of our menstrual cycle alone. And I don't think people realize how grave that situation can get. 
and um, even like postpartum depression, like women that give birth. These are things that we cannot control. Like literally, right. we literally. cannot control what happens to us when we're on our menstrual cycle or when we give birth. We can't control it. Right. So that's one of those things that really contributes to suicide too, mm-hmm. which is you know probably the worst thing that can happen as a result of having mental illness that's not treated. So I'd start there. Biologically, we just can't help it. And you even mm-hmm. spoke about giving birth at menstrual cycles, but after birth too. Like I think postpartum depression yeah. is like a real thing mm-hmm. and like it's very real. Postpartum depression is finally getting the attention that it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day I had a young woman and I tend to do this. Um, I'll see someone who has a baby. Oh my God, your baby's cute, blah, blah, blah. But I always ask the woman, and how are you doing? Because right. not a lot of times do they give attention Word. to the mother. They never. see the baby. They Word. never. And, and I'm... And I'm <laughs> I did do it to you. <laughs> yeah, like even Anika behind the camera. Like I made sure I said, "Oh, your baby is cute," and he really is. I'm not lying. He's adorable. He's he's an adorable Shout baby. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> back. And then I look at her and I say, "Yeah, your baby's beautiful." But how are you? Because I had a young woman, and I I think she's probably like 20, 21. Mm-hmm. She she just gave birth. And, you know, I, I asked her how things have been, and she just broke down crying. She right. said, nobody has asked me since I gave birth how I am doing. Mm-hmm. Nobody has checked on me. They check for the baby, but they don't check on me. Right. And she's been going through hell. Right. And now, me, I can't be her savior, but at least just being there to shoulder to cry on and to Helps. actually being point her ally. in the direction, be an ally, hello, we a team, and point <laughs> her in the direction where she can get help. Mm-hmm. Now imagine how that just changed her whole trajectory. journey. Like, like her life yeah. trajectory. Right. Right. Now she's seeing a little ray of sunlight, like, hey, somebody cares. Right. right. You know, so. Can, can you speak to, speak to, I mean, obviously we're still on the topic of mental health, but since they brought up, you know, postpartum. Postpartum. Because you're yeah. a mom. No, yes, I am a mom. My son, he's seven months. And like when you... Um, just spoke about the young woman, it kind of like hit a nerve for me because it happens all the time. Even when it comes to like my family, it's like, oh, well, how's the baby? Oh, well, they call me, well, let me see the baby, but never how you're doing. Mm-hmm. And like, um, actually this past week, I was on the phone with my mommy and my mom were really close. Um, and I'm like, mom, like, this is how I'm feeling. I'm just feeling overwhelmed. And she's like, oh, you know, it's fine. You're fine. And I feel like it's a generational thing. Yeah. You know, you dealt with that. I'm going to express mm-hmm. how I feel. And I need a break. Mm-hmm. You know, all moms need a break. Um, and it, it definitely takes a village to raise a child. Um, society, we paint this narrative of what it is to be a mom. And, oh, after birth, you know, you pop back. And no, <laughs> no, you go through so many physical changes, so many emotional changes, so many mental changes. Like, you, you, you have a new life. You know, and I feel like even now, like, I don't know if I'm going through postpartum. I, I, I haven't seen, like, a therapist or anything, but even I have my days, and I'm okay with, you know, asking for help or saying, like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. not feeling good. Come get your child. <laughs> you know, like, I just, and postpartum can last, you know, for a long time, mm-hmm. a year, two years. So right. I'm, like, still in the process of even, you know, finding my identity again because mm-hmm. after yeah. you have a baby... It's about your baby. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, right. Just being pregnant alone, like alone. even to the women who have had abortions and miscarriages, it will change. You. That changes your life forever. And for mm-hmm. the good too. Like um, even from like my pregnancy, like my pregnancy was very lonely. Like I cut so many people off, and like I rebirthed as a woman. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like like superwoman. You know, I do. I am superwoman. I pushed out that baby. That baby <laughs> head was big. Like y'all, <laughs> that shit is painful. But like you know, you just rebirth as a woman. You yeah. know, so yeah. 
Damn. Uh, I'm actually like, it's fun because this conversation is, for me, all ears. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I'm excited to put this out, yes, for the women, but you guys are giving guys a, a perspective that maybe they've never had. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys, you talked about pregnancy. How can we, how can women or people in general battle mental health? I know you spoke about asking for help, a therapist. What are some ways that you guys would advise people, uh, you know, better or battle mental health issues? Well, oh, you got. I was going to say, because I've never battled with mental health, but I think I've seen people around me battle with mental health. I think being able to say, hey, I see something's up. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I can't say because they've never done it to me, but I feel like that's how I can help. And be like, hey, I noticed something's going on. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. And starting okay. there. But Yeah, that's how you identify your support system, too. Yeah. Like, the first thing you do is realize who around you is really for you and identify a safe support system. And that's where you start. And then after that, you seek professional help. I wouldn't suggest that someone just fully depends on their support mm-hmm. system because there are professionals for a reason. Mm-hmm. And there are resources out there that are even free that yep. you can seek out um, to be able to get help professionally. And some people heal through medication. And I'm, as you know, I'm a big mental health advocate. So for me, I don't think anyone should be ashamed to say they take medication to stay stable. Right. So if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And once again, that all comes from professional help. Right. So keep your support system. Like, she's in my support system. And she is one of those people that will reach out to me like, yo, you good? Right. So that's good to have. But I would also say rely on professional help because right. you don't want someone mm-hmm. diagnosing you without knowing what's up mm-hmm. if you don't know how to read the dsm don't come to me <laughs> telling me what i'm suffering with Word. so that's big Word. Yeah, you- um like you said knowing who your support system is and not just people that's around for brunch or to go to the club <laughs> you know you have those people that you know that's around for that but won't check up on you won't check up on your right. child yeah. um, your mental health nothing so that's key um knowing who your support system is and definitely um, self first, like you know, I always tell myself if I'm not good, you know, those around me can't be good. Mm-hmm. So, though, that's my advice that I would give. Word. Um, now, you guys hit on it a little bit talking about pregnancy. Um, I know you said abortions and miscarriages. Can y'all talk about to y'all experience those situations? Or I don't, I don't want to call them situations. Those occurrences, because I remember my sister gave birth birth to my niece in December, right and she posted something the other day on Instagram that it was like, when you're pregnant, you can't sleep on your back or your side or something like that. And then once yeah, you get birth, it's like, <laughs> hey, we could go back to yes. sleeping, but then you can't because you're breastfeeding or whatever. So what are what are those three things, you know, pregnancy, abortion, and um, miscarriages? What are those? Can y'all speak on that? Can I just say something really quickly before we start talking about the experience? Um, no man should be telling me what to do with my body. That's- So if I need to get an abortion, I don't want any legislator that's a man that never had to carry a child or go through raising a child by themselves or any of those pressures to tell me what I can and cannot do. My faith wise, you know, they say like, you know, you shouldn't be getting abortions and I've never had an abortion personally and I hope that never has to happen. But if a woman needs to, especially if she's raped, 
or if medically she can't have a child or whatever the case may be, she should be able to. And she right. should feel supported while doing well, so. Yeah. So um, let's, I just wanted to throw that out there before we started talking about our experiences because I am not a fan of what's going on with men telling us what we can do with our, our even bodies. Even like our, our partners, you know, like, oh, I'm not ready for this. Not saying that has happened to me, but you know, you have those men that's not like, oh, I'm not ready, but you knew what you were doing from jump. Yeah, do men not realize you stick to your penis in me? Okay. Wrong. Like, what did you think was going to happen? You don't happen? think that's a result? This is the gritty. This is the gritty. The gritty. <laughs> I asked so, Jacob before so, this, how gritty are we getting? Right. So, Y'all know me. Sure, I don't play. I, I what do you think is going to happen, sir? Like, what? That's, it's a reproductive thing. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen? And what, now you want to say... Think? You was about to get that nut. <laughs> get the rat. My parents can't watch this. Men be getting girls pregnant and doing the race. Like, where you right. going? Right. Where you going? Yeah. <laughs> that never happened to me either, by the way. But Same. still, right. but y'all wildin'. Let's get gritty real quick. It should not I should have never gone this way. My <laughs> parents can't watch this. I know. They can't just skip over a minute. Skip over a minute. Dad, you got to skip minute uh, 32 to skip to 37. All right, you can, as soon as 32 hits, you're just going to have to skip out. <laughs> Oh, man. So abortion, that's that's my thing on abortions. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing on um, taxing of like reproductive products, all of those things. Like men should not be the decision makers behind women's health, reproductive health. And that's why women must take back the court. That's why we must all get out here and vote. That's mm-hmm. why we must do all of those things because we have to take back that. So okay. if we are being gritty, like I asked Jacob if we talk, could get talk gritty. Talk, man. That's what it's I had a miscarriage a year and a half ago. And it was a result of domestic violence. And one of my mental health diagnoses was PTSD as a result of that because it was just so traumatic for me. Like, I just didn't know how to survive or, like, get second to second after dealing with something like that. And I think with miscarriages, people don't realize how hurtful that situation can be because when that time of year comes around or Mother's Day comes around, I'll think about it and it'll haunt me. Or, like, I'll have nightmares about it and stuff like that. So that experience could be very, very taxing for someone mm-hmm. and I don't think women get enough credit when they do have an abortion and they have to think about you know their unborn baby that they had to give up or when they have a miscarriage and it was out of their hands and they feel the mm-hmm. guilt of it I know one mom um, who miscarried because she was doing too much strenuous work so now for the rest of her life she's thinking about like yo what if I wasn't doing that like that's my fault that baby died and right. that guilt and that shame behind it <clears throat> most women don't even want to speak about these kinds of things which you know I understand why but I think we need to take, take that back too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that's definitely something that needs to be acknowledged when we talk about womanhood and motherhood because you're still a mother. If you had an abortion, if you had a miscarriage, you were still pregnant. You're still a mother. That was a baby that existed. Mm -hmm. Even if you're raising siblings, you know, helping out. Like I said, it takes a village. Like, I feel like you're still a mother too, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, you want me to go? (laughs) (laughs) It just just got really rude. My eyes started to water. So I was like, wait. Yo, I'm a bad guest. I, I'm a bad host. I don't got no tissue. <laughs> My eyes started to water. That's why I looked this way because I was like, yo, I'm about to cry. I don't want to be in here. Conceal about to run down my right. face. No, but you 
talked about guilt and shame, and I will say that I am a firm believer that there should be no guilt and shame behind having an abortion. Right. Mm-hmm. No guilt and shame. Nobody should dictate how you, uh, how your body works or what you choose for your own body. Unless you're abusing the abortion yes. system. Yes. I'm yeah, not a does. fan of that. But listen, sis, if you took a plan B or if you got an abortion at four months, it's the same, same deal. Yeah. Except you got to spend more time recovering. But even that, we should get respect for. Mm-hmm. So, Because some people can't bring a baby into the world and can't afford one. Or the situation or, is right. messed up. So you would rather bring a baby into the world and then they come into a messed up situation right, and become a right. menace to society. Or will you just allow her to do what she can and will with her body? Mm-hmm. Right. So, And children are so innocent. So I hate, you know, when people do bring kids into messed up situations. But yeah. that's another story for us. <laughs> um, however, you know... I guess I'll piggyback on the miscarriage uh, conversation. This is new for me because this is my first time even talking about it. So um, I had a miscarriage as well, um, I believe July of 2018. Um, I found out I was pregnant. I was, I couldn't even walk. I knew something, right? As a woman, you know when something Mm -hmm. is wrong with your body. Mm -hmm. I literally, I couldn't walk. I had to have my friend bring me to the hospital and they told me that I was pregnant. And I think like two days after that, they told me I had miscarriage. So I didn't even have time Time to to grieve or process, you know, what was going on. But, you know, I'm on God's time. And the year after that, he blessed me with a beautiful baby boy. The same day, I believe, or maybe two days before or after. So, you know, everything happens for a reason. So I never questioned that. Um, but it happens, um, and I feel like we need to allow women to have the time to grieve and mm-hmm. provide them with the support that they need while they're going through these traumatic times. Um, I can't really speak on abortions because I've never had abortions, but, you know, same thing. We have to support, you know, a decision that a woman makes with her body. And I know someone who actually, like, close, like, damn near died after an abortion because yeah. she was bleeding so much mm. and she passed out, lost consciousness, everything. She was in the hospital after that, but her job still wanted her to come in. So it's like, That's are you guys serious? Do you guys know what our bodies go through, let alone our emotions? But our bodies are going through so much because when I miscarried, like, you still have to get the surgery like it's an abortion. Mm-hmm. They still have to clear you out. Like, your body, your hormones have to reset. I had a yeah. face full of acne. Yes. Um, I was still getting sick. Like, your body really has to like recover from that so not only is your body acting up but then your emotions and then your mental health and it's like it's a lot well who are we going to turn to if no one's holding our hands during this and being real with us and saying it's okay yes Mm -hmm. so I mean but then again you got to look at you know our country's you know maternity laws we get six weeks you know you look at every other country they get you know a year or Mm -hmm. you know Whatever, how many months, but mm-hmm. that just goes to show you, you know, what our country values. Right. And it's not women. And it's not. we and, are the mule, girl. Right. And thinking about like paternity leave. Whenever I think about maternity leave, I always have to talk about paternity leave. Yeah. Talk about just it. because it took two to make Absolutely. this baby. And it's not fair for men to men who want to be involved and want to be there for them to feel like they have to go back to work and they have to provide. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And they want to be this they want to be in part of this baby's right. life. And yeah. it's not fair to give women this the little bit of time they have and to give men even less. Yeah. It needs to be equal and on top of that equal, it needs to be more as a whole. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they can share the responsibility yep. more, e- more easily. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. Word. Uh, thanks for shedding light on that because that's, that's, so you good? Yeah. We good on this side. Nah, Y'all nah. ever saw Rosie the Riveter? Yeah. With the bandana? <laughs> That's listen, gonna be the end, the end listen of the it, for real. Cause nah, I just, hey. 
We that was him being an ally. I thank you for being an ally. But let me just tell you, y'all ever seen a baby when they fall and nobody says nothing, they don't cry? But as soon as everybody's like, he starts crying, why would he do that? He's trying to make me cry. Feel you good? You good? Because you still have to look for it. No, I'm done with you. Thank you, ally. Thank you, ally. That pizza y'all had, we got over there. He better not play with that pizza. I don't play with food. Oh, yeah, the pizza. Something for that. We gonna switch gears a little bit. All but right. before you do, I just do want to thank you. You know, I wasn't even gonna share my story. You know, I feel like I'm. She don't do us. She don't do us. She don't do us. She don't do us. And no to doubt. helping, it's not even about the people who are sitting at this table. It's about the people who are Watching. viewing and listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those things. That, that's, that's empowerment. Yep. Right. That's empowerment, and that's unity because yep. we came together. Right. So. Right. And, and I don't even know them by the way. They cousins. <laughs> but I, mean, I don't know, but she cool. <laughs> she, she, she cool people. people. She can come to the cookout. Yeah. <laughs> she can make a plate to go. Yes. Oh man. Um. But we we gonna switch gears a little bit. We probably gonna chop it up for a, a little bit longer. Um. I want to talk social media mm. because. Oh Lord. If you. Before there was never social media, we just had rap, hip hop, music videos that were degrade. And I, I'll say degrading mm-hmm. women, whatever. Um, but now there's social media that adds to to that. You know what I mean? So can you guys oh, speak to the power and what it is yes. to be a woman with social media? Yes. There is always a good and a bad to everything that humans come up with as a new invention. Mm-hmm. And I want to speak to the bad because I'm sure people will say, but yeah, I get my marketing done on social media and all that stuff. But for me, social media has gotten so overwhelming, especially with mm-hmm. image. Mm-hmm. The pressure, it's like an enormous pressure that we're, we have as women, like to the point where it's like, girl, which filter should I use? Yeah. Girl, is this angle cute? Does my butt look big? It doesn't look bad, right? Okay, wait, it didn't get enough likes. It must not have been cute. Now I gotta delete you know, it. Now I gotta delete it. And they saw it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> where'd that picture go? <laughs> you know, there's such a pressure on it, and because on social media, no one's really their real selves most mm-hmm. of the time. And even if you are, you get criticized for that, so you don't get to see the real person. What you're seeing is like the glammed up version of who someone is, and you're always trying to sell yourself to be liked because right. everything is for likes and retweets and reposts and stuff like that. So you don't get to really be your best self. You're trying to be the person that you think everyone else wants to see. Putting on a facade. Yeah, I, my views on social media are a little bit different um, in that I believe that women have or people have the right to choose, and that doesn't only mean for like. Uh, reproductive rights or something like that but like you have a right to choose if you want to be skidding out on social media or not mm-hmm. and people have to respect that at the end of the day so those I where I do agree that social media has taken a turn and now it's putting pressure mentally it, the mental pressure with social media is starting to ramp up but I do believe like when the people try to police people's social media I don't believe in that just because like people have the right to choose mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to social media, I feel like me personally, I'm really transparent. And um, even after doing this podcast, you know, people are going to be watching and, mm-hmm. you know, take a deeper look into my life. But I feel like I'm pretty transparent. You know, I might go in there with a bonnet. Not often. <laughs> but, you know. That ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing, nothing wrong. Like she said, we ain't policing it. Right. Exactly. We just, you know. And it feels good because I feel like, um. Social media, me being transparent on social media, it has allowed others. Like, I have so many people that reached out to me, like, you know, your story or what you're doing, you know, has helped me with my confidence. And mm-hmm. it's empowering, mm-hmm. you know. And 
you could choose, you know, who you follow and what content, you know, is produced on your social media. Yep. So I had to go through a lot of unfollowing. I'm sorry I had to unfollow all the good rats. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm in a different stage, you know, in my life. And I don't need that negativity on my TL. Right. But even I've noticed, like, even sometimes when I'm scrolling, I just see news that affects us as women. News or nude? News. Sorry. Wait, nude? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm glad she said that because somebody probably would have been listening like, what's she talking about? N-E-W-S. Thank you. Oh, nude. I thought you said nude. It did sound like I said, no, no, not nude. I don't care about nobody nude. Let me see them. Send them to my DM. So that's another way to get on that first date. No, I was talking about females. We don't like dick pics. Those no, are gross. don't send me no, no dick pics. No. No dick pics. Don't send me that. Please. Then I'm going to zoom in and be like, is that a bump? I'm going to be like, sexual harassment. <laughs> sexual harassment. And they don't be shaving. So no. let me stop. Let me relax. Let me relax. Oh, I'm talking man. about news. Sometimes the news is so overwhelming that I have to take a break. And that ties back yes. into the mental health thing oh, and yeah. woman empowerment thing. Because there's a lot of stuff going on that affects us as women that it can be very frustrating to just see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like even sometimes I see women getting abused on social media and it's like, you guys posted this on social media to further the embarrassment right. on this woman shame, instead of saying, hey, how does she feel? Let me reach out to her or let's right. contact the authorities. Some of the stuff I see on social media is like, whoa, is this what we've come to? Mm-hmm. All, or this, even like the all this stuff that you shouldn't be recording. Yep. That's what I was yes. just about to say. Yes. All the stuff that you shouldn't be recording, you should be alerting someone. You're gonna record Before. and then post. You click and upload then, and like yes. you're being the bystander, the like bystander that just is like, oh, it's happening, and, and I'm gonna be, I'm just viewing it. No, when you could have been active, you could have been an active bystander and took right. a stand in that right. moment. You chose not to. Um, so yeah, but I also do feel that with all the things that are happening in society and stuff, social media can be used as, like, an outlet or it can be used as, like, a, a break from a break from everything. Like, I use my Twitter for literal jokes. All I do is Man. retweet on there. Yeah, I guess all it I do on which retweet. platform. Yeah, so it yeah. depends on how you want to use it. But you all, with social media, we teach kids, you have to be responsible, mm-hmm. responsible about it. Mm-hmm. For sure. So what do you guys think? Do you guys think that social media is mostly negative or mostly positive? I think it's whatever you want I, it to be. Yeah, because you are in control. Right. You know, I follow my motivational speakers. And I don't um, want it to be. No, pastors. I don't know how to change it. Right. Like, my, my feed is not no shade room. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that don't even pop no. up on my Explore page because I don't interact like, with Like, I could them. be in a bad mood and I'll go on my Instagram TL and my mood will just change by that the word. people I follow. So, you're gonna have to put me on with a list. I see such sad news all day. To to both of y'all points, I stopped using my personal Instagram for one, because I wanted to focus on the podcast Instagram, Mm -hmm. but I was seeing so much stuff that just aggravated me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, yeah, I could unfollow people, I could do this, but the second I like this one picture, 10 other things show up. And then five of those 10 things are negative. So, I was just like, you know what, all together, I'll leave this up. But I'm getting away from it. And now on the podcast uh, Instagram, I have motivational stuff. I have quotes. I have, You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's like you're saying I'm in control of what I see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, I get what, what all you guys are saying with that. It's draining. And, you know, I really feel like it's a lot of negativity in the black community. You know, we are our own biggest enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I see like these recordings and these fights, it's us. Mm-hmm. It's us, and we are so quick to blame everybody else without taking accountability. Right, right. You know, and I feel like that's an issue that needs to be addressed within itself. I don't know if this is the time. <laughs> it might not be. It ain't the time. But <laughs> we talk about women. No, but it's, it's even not like a woman I mean, fighting. 
I don't know. It was this video um, in Foot Locker. I don't know if y'all saw that oh, video. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, oh, was, you going to vex up my spirit. Mm-hmm. I was like, I it's see. Sunday. Pretty I Lord. Oh, I don't even want to talk about Girl. it. And that's the main video that came to my head yes, mine when too. I thought about it. Mine because too. it was fresh in my mind. I'm like, are they serious? Okay, tell her what it is. No, I don't want to know. That's that's the beauty of my social media. Like, yeah. I filtered it, so I don't, I don't see that negativity. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't even want to see it. Somebody retweeted it, yeah. so that's yeah. how it ended up in my yes. feed. Like, so that's why when you guys are like, oh well, I customized my social media, but how can I like avoid seeing these viral videos if everybody's retweeting them or sending right. them to my group chats? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like I can't filter that out. Right. So, so I got uh, one last question before I allow you guys to have your 15 seconds of fame and all that. <laughs> what does uh, what does self love mean mm. and look like for you? guys because i think for women that is people in general but women is very important so what does self-love look like for you guys? self-love looks like embracing your uniqueness and extending that love to others so that you can fulfill your purpose hmm. and that's how i feel Mic man, drop. right, mic drop. <laughs> man why you had to go first <laughs> because i'm the oldest one here by like Nine months. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, self-love. What does self-love for me? Self-love means, um, to me, being unique. Uh, your self-love journey is always unique to yourself, obviously. Um, but for me, self-love is like retreating from any everything and anything. And mm. like doing the things that spark joy. Um, yeah, that's my self-love. My self-love journey has been long and hard where especially as a woman you are you're you know you have to look a certain way your body has to be a certain way oh especially in Jamaican community where they're hypercritical you know all of those things so, gain 10 pounds and they call you fat eyes. right you know big eyes lose so, 10 pounds you're slim eyes right. maga so <laughs> having to navigate that and like taking knowing that like it has to be I, I had to grow into it I had to grow to love myself mm-hmm. and that's the realest thing I think women need to acknowledge like yeah some people are born confident some people are not and you have to grow in love like mm. grow in loving yourself growing in, in, in turn growing in loving others mm. um self-love to me simply means um self first um in all departments whether that's spiritually financially mentally um what are the other two um physically physically <laughs> Yeah, Wait, um, <laughs> definitely self first. Um, as I said before, you know, if you're not good, those around you can't be good. And um, it's important, like she said, to love yourself because everybody else could, you know, see that you're beautiful and you're confident. But if you don't feel that, doesn't it doesn't matter. mean anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything. And I can't even sit here and say on this platform that I'm 100% there because. You know, yeah, my audience think journey. that I'm there, and I'm not there. It's like, it's a work in progress. It is. So it's constant, too. Yes. Yeah. And especially never after arrive. you have no. a baby, you oh. know, they don't, you know, warn you about those physical changes. So, right. yes. They don't worry about grown woman weight. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. They don't. Somebody could have told me when I was 12 that grown woman weight was a thing. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> I was 130 pounds out of high school. Look at me. 200. Girl. How? How we get I'm here? Like, I gotta leave. How did I get here? <laughs> How did I get here? Just like the podcast oh, name. How did I get here? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Um, I mean, with all that said, I'm we ready to wrap up. Yes, and um, eat some pizza, y'all. We right. got some pizza. Oh, yeah, we share that. I'm surprised y'all, y'all two ain't been eating it this time, <laughs> this whole time. But um, look in the cameras. Um, 
take this time to say whatever it, it don't oh, uh, <laughs> whatever okay. whatever it don't it don't gotta be about women. Talk your shit. So I can't go first anymore, so you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to go first. <laughs> she be mic dropping on this song. Uh, this is your 15 seconds to describe oh, who you are, your social media. What wrong oh, with you? Oh, is that what this is? Always I talk me upon camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. So the what's your social media? My social media is at Brand New Rye. My name is Sarai Peart, but um, people call me Rye. Brand New Rye. Yes, brand New R-A-I. So Brand New for me is a thing about my faith. Um, there's a few scriptures about being a new person, and it has to do with salvation and just changing yourself continuously so that you can be a better person. So one of the scriptures is, behold, I will do a new thing in you. And then another scripture is, when any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. So basically, I don't care what anybody sees of my past or anybody sees of even me yesterday. I'm a new person today. That's that person right. does not mm -hmm. exist anymore and you can't hold me accountable for my past mistakes because I'm evolving. Word. So that's basically what that uh, is. Right. This is the 15 seconds This though? is why you don't no. go first. Try to work, y'all. Yeah, talk, man, okay. talk whatever you want to um, say about anything. This is yeah. Allison. All I'm saying is Women's History Month matters. Uh, voting matters. Put your women, put women in your life first. So we deserve uh, my social media handle, Ali Slay. Because mm -hmm, she slays you know, all, day. all day, every day. And it took a journey to get to that point of like saying, my name is Slay because I slay. So. Mm -hmm. In the kitchen, too. She has a cooking oh, yeah. page. Oh, girl, you do? Oh, yes, I girl. Do. <laughs> yes, I do. Ali Slay in the kitchen. Plug it in there. Plug it in there. Um, my name is Brittany Van Allen. Um, first, I'm going to say we need more than a month. We need a mm -hmm. year. Hello. Okay, bottom line. Um, you guys can follow me at b.vanallen. You going to put that right here? Too? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's why I point because I try and get yes. the thing. Oh, it's yes. line up. b.vanallen <laughs> or building your queendom underscore or b.vanallen naturals. I'm sorry. Okay. I got a lot of things going on. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's my 15 seconds. Okay. Right. And we're going to get both of y'all y'all episodes. We're yes, going to get both of y'all y'all episodes. Okay. Um, so with all that being said, um, we living in a crazy ass time right now. Um, my 15 seconds, y'all just be good out, be good out here. You know what I mean? We living in a world right now where so much stuff is going down. Um, and respect the women in your lives. Mm -hmm. Um, you never know when someone's going to be gone, whether it's a relationship, the loved one, whatever. Um, so appreciate the queens in your lives. And, um, and the kings. And, you got to appreciate right. them too. And make sure, make sure they know. Um, well, all that being said, we'll be back next week with another episode. Clean your hands. Yes. And Don't make no quarantine babies right. now. <laughs> do it. Do it. And that's a wrap for another episode, folks. Okay. All right. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. We're here to talk about woman. Woman. He about to get... Pizza. Pizza. I'm hungry. Hungry? Yeah, it's nice to meet you. Meet you. Boom. Ah. Bars. <laughs>